Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. This segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Dog Talk. I'm your host, Dave McMahon. We are brought to you by the Pet Food Outlet, the Maine West Animal Hospital, the Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital, and the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. If this is your first time, we will broadcast till 8 p.m., and we are uh, a live Facebook watch now. But if you ever miss the live Facebook watch, you can go to Spotify or many other uh, platforms where you would get your uh, podcasts and you can listen to Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on all those podcast uh, platforms as well, uh, such as Google and Spotify. I mentioned Spotify already. Uh, well, am I ever excited? Uh, uh, my first guest tonight is a comedian with uh, many uh, Netflix uh, stand-up comedy specials under his belt. He's the author of a brand new book called You're Doing Great. Say hello to Tom Papa, everyone. Dun, da, da, How are you, Tom Papa? Nice. Good to see you. Good to see you, Tom Papa. I think you're a hilarious guy. Thank and, you. And uh, I'm so happy that you took time out of your schedule to join me this evening. Uh, many, many people that attend my dog obedience school with their dog are big fans of your stand-up comedy, and they love the fact that you own dogs and that you love dogs, and they've asked me to ask you some questions uh, about your dogs on tonight's uh, show. All right. That sounds great. Let me uh, introduce you to Frank while I've got him here. Look at Frank. He's adorable. Hi, Frank. How are you? Oh, my. <laughs> They're the only dogs that actually respond yeah. with, with, uh, with some noises. He's absolutely beautiful. So tell us about Frank, Tom. Frank is a two-year-old pug that uh, my daughter found. I'm going to put him down. That um, My older daughter went away to college, and we're here in the pandemic, and there was an empty room, and my daughter said that the younger daughter said she wasn't uh, feeling sad. But all of a sudden, she went into crazy adopt mode and started researching and found Frank at a rescue place here in Los Angeles. And she, without us even <laughs> participating in it, she started filling out applications and started. We have a black lab who we've had for several years. And uh, she filled out the applications, made the appointments. And before you knew it, we were driving home in a minivan with Frank. And uh, he's been with us uh, ever since. So I guess he's been with us maybe six months now, maybe a little less. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah and he's, so he... uh, he's in good shape. It's uh, we, we don't know his backstory. We don't know where they we know, like the area they found him in, like Downey, which is a part of the city. But we don't know if he escaped or what it what was up. But he's a purebred pug in good shape. I don't know how he ended up uh, just in this rescue spot. He's a gorgeous boy. Yeah, he sure is. Now, did he housebreak pretty good for you, Tom? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's I, our big struggle right now. So it's still ongoing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if you know the backstory, but when he first got here, we we have a two-floor 
two, yeah, we can shut that. We have a two-story house, and the top is like all the living areas, my office and the kitchen and the living room, that stuff. And then down below are the bedrooms, straight out to the hallway to the backyard. It's kind of like an upside-down house. And that's where he goes. That's where he's, uh, that's his spot. And uh, that's where Bella goes also, our, our lab. And uh, when he first got here, he was confused. I get it. It's California. There's a lot of open air yeah. doors and stuff like that. But uh, he was also, he's, you know, my black lab is a girl and he was marking himself. He's, you know, Frank's a little dude and he was, seemed to be marking. And this is like the puzzle. This is how much of this is marking and how much of it is uh, just being confused. And he, it's got, it's improved. But in the beginning, he left me a treat in my office uh, to let me know who was boss. He left some uh, some poo next to a uh, tampon that he pulled out of the garbage and just left that like it was his calling card. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had a couple incidents like that. And then it, that, that, we got a hold of that pretty well. And but man, I mean, we're now, you know, like six months in and we're still I can't tell. They're hard to read these. It's yes. not like. Like like the labs, you can you know their emotions. They feel bad when you yeah. scold them. He's just like a, a little bit of a. They're more like cat like. Like you can't really read them. Like he doesn't yeah. come up and say, "I've got to go to the bathroom and run to the door." Yeah. He just sneaks off with his little pug feet, and then you find a little puddle someplace. Yeah, but if I could give you some housebreaking tips, uh, that would Please. be really cool. If you're receptive to these tips, uh, Tom. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you have a Labrador Retriever. I have a black Labrador Retriever named Miley. She's 13 years old. She's a senior citizen. Uh, you know, the lab house broke very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, within like a couple of weeks, I kid you not, when she was a yeah. puppy. Yeah. But um, I, I do find, this is my own opinion as a trainer, I do find that a lot of smaller dogs sometimes take longer to housebreak. Okay. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, one of the things that dog owners would love more than anything is for their dog to come to them and tell them with their body language, I want to go outside. I've got to go to the bathroom. Whether yeah. it be ringing a bell, you mm -hmm. know, because there's that method, or whether it be, you know, giving you a bark and then running to the door, like an obvious uh, cue, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. there are some dogs that I've met, Tom, that will never give you that that uh cue like they might go over to the door and stand there and if you don't happen to open the door for them well then you're poop out of luck right i think that's what's happening so one of the things i would do with your dog um is is i would take him out on the hour or let him out you know if, if it's a fenced area i don't know the setup yeah but if you're able to let him out on the hour in hopes to reduce the chance of an accident mm -hmm. um Percentage-wise, what would you say, is he going outdoors, like, is he relieving himself 30%, would you say, outside, or, or what is it? Uh, yeah. I, or 50-50, or, or does it depend on the day? I think it's improved. I think it's probably, I think it, yeah, it depends on the day for sure. Yeah. But I would say we're probably maybe 65, 70 outside. Okay, okay. 65 to 70 outside, well, okay. Um, one of the things I like to do is I take him out on a leash to a designated spot. 
-hmm. and I consistently take them to that spot and I give them like a six foot uh, perimeter around my body on the leash. And, and I, and I ingrain into their memory. This is your designated toilet station. Right. So for instance, if you had like a large uh, yard, I find by just letting them out, they don't get into the groove of knowing this is where my toilet station is. The thing you want to know, Tom, is that you want your dog to uh, to smell their last movement. So if you can get so fortunate that the dog will relieve itself in this designated toilet station at least once and you keep going back there, mm-hmm. uh, eventually you, you can and you do it with the leash on. Eventually you can eliminate the leash and the dog will voluntarily go to where that tree is or that side of the house and relieve themselves, you know, voluntarily, but you have to ingrain it with the leash. I always say to people, put the leash on and don't carry them outside. They have to learn, okay, the route, you know, and here where we are, we've got so much snow here. I'm telling my clients for real, Tom, to shovel an area on the grass. Uh I also have a little chihuahua. So with small dogs, you've got to shovel an area if they're faced with snow where they're living, right? Yeah. Uh, Because a small dog doesn't want to, plunk they're behind in the snow i wouldn't if i were a dog no this is an la dog this dog doesn't yeah. even want to go outside if it's below six <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, and another thing is if you happen to catch the dog urinating or defecating in the house mm-hmm. i always tell my clients don't scold them instead just do this uh, trick tom <laughs> clap and then immediately take them outside so interrupt uh-huh. redirect take them outside and you can use uh, what we call instant oral gratification. Uh, and this means just to give them a treat the moment they, uh, they defecate or urinate outside. Uh, it might help a bit, but don't expose your treat until the dog has urinated or defecated because otherwise if you have it in your hand, Tom, and you go outside to take the dog, you know, to the bathroom, the dog's going to sit there, look at you, go, give me the treat, give me the treat. It's like, right. no, I'm here waiting for you to do number one or two. What if you don't catch them in the act? Like you see, you find pee and it's it obviously yes. happened in the last couple hours when you and we didn't okay. catch them. So if you don't catch them in the act, I never call them over to the crime scene to discipline them. Uh-huh. I don't call them over. I don't go use an old school methods, Tom, where you'd call them over. Did you do that? And you ask them the question, bad boy, shame on you. I find yeah. it doesn't work. So what I do, Tom, is I take a virgin sponge that has never seen disinfectant. So I just take a fresh sponge and I put it on the urine and and I collect the urine. And it don't matter even if it's just like a quarter cup of urine or less or small dog. Some small dogs pee a lot. Depends. And I take that sponge, Tom, and I take it outside and I just smear it on the grass and I put a marker there. I take the dog outside after Uh I do this to sniff the area that I've just transported the urine so that their scent is there. And they know that, and same with uh, if they defecate, I pick up a piece of the dog poop and I bring it to the designated toilet station, Tom, and I drop it there. And I actually leave it there for for about a day. Uh, That'll bug the clean freaks. But you leave it there for a day so that you can take the dog there, let them smell their stool every hour when possible, when you're home. And eventually they'll realize, oh, this is where my pee-pee and my poo-poo belong. Right, right. Yeah, because you, you have to spell it out for them, Tom. Yeah, I like that. Because we we open up the back door and pretty much just let him out. And sometimes he goes running around and he hears things and smells things and just goes prancing around. 
and he'll be out there for a bit and won't do anything. Yes. And then he'll come inside and then we'll notice that he peed like, you know, a half hour after being outside. Yes. The, the poo thing, he, there's a spot there, that where both dogs go and he's good about that. Like he smells that, he knows where that spot is and yeah. that's the only place he does it other than a walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. But it's the pee thing. I think you're right. Like he, it's like a random and also upstairs there is like a um, balcony where we all sit and he pees out there sometimes. And I don't think he understands. He thinks he's outside. You know, he's got yes. the sky and the wind and everything's yes. open. So so this I like this idea of, of bringing him to one pee spot. Now, what if you bring him out to the pee spot and he doesn't pee? Well, and if he doesn't pee, then you bring him back inside the house. You could keep him on leash, keep him in the same room as you so that you're able to monitor his behavior and mm -hmm. interrupt him if you happen to see that he's going to, uh, does he cock his leg or does he pee like, pee like a girl? Cocks his leg. Okay, okay, good. So the second he goes to cock his leg ah, ah, and take him out. But there's one important thing I forgot to mention to you, Tom. When, like by taking him out and going with him, Mm -hmm. You are able, if, if by chance he urinates or defecates, you're able to reward him within the 1.5 seconds of his good behavior. So for a dog to, to associate a reward with what they've done correctly, they have to receive that reward no later than 1.5 seconds after they urinate or defecate. Uh -huh. For instance, uh, if you just let him out in your fenced uh, enclosure, and you reward him when he comes back in, he's not going to correlate because of the time. He won't correlate. I just got a cookie for going pee or poo. He's going to think I'm getting a cookie for, you know, sitting in the kitchen looking at my master Tom. So I always tell my students, make sure you reward them out there right after they go. Got it. Okay. That's right. really important. Would you add that to your mix of uh, strategies? Yes, absolutely. And now let me ask you this question, and I don't want to sound insensitive to any okay. pug owners out there. You have a chihuahua, you have another little dog, but are these dogs bright? Because like you said, <laughs> yeah. because with the lab, you're right. Like learned it immediately. I mean, just you see the wheels turning. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how to read this guy. And I'm not sure if it's just a temperament thing. Like he gets excited sometimes, but I just can't read him like I can any other dog i've ever had yeah i mean they they are very very bright they are you know, and with repetition and with consistency and with the positive reinforcement being on time mm -hmm. that's the real piece that's been missing from your puzzle is that he's not getting that reward the second after he urinates or defecates that's really going to help you a lot like right. at some point we can uh we can converse and find out how you're doing, you know, maybe in a couple of months from now, okay. I hope yes, that this dog is going to become uh, much better. But uh, Tom, I do have some questions for you. I wonder if you'll uh, hang on. We're just going to take a short break to hear some messages from our uh, sponsors. And when we come back, a couple of the uh, students of mine want me to ask Tom about where his dog sleeps. Uh, does it sleep in bed or the crate? And also does his dogs uh, wear, have their own little coats? La, 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 stuff like that. So we're back with Tom Papa right after these words. So stick around. Voice 
you still have trouble in Niagara Falls with all lanes blocked on the Toronto-bound QW at Thorold-Stone Road. After a collision, the on-ramp from Thorold-Stone Road to the Toronto-bound lanes also closed off. So as alternates, use Dorchester or Montrose instead, especially if you want to avoid the backups. All the other major routes are moving well. Emergency road work had wrapped up a while ago. Southbound in the Collier on-ramp to eastbound Highway 58. That's now open. Are you passionate about helping girls become strong women? Become a volunteer coach with the Fit Active Beautiful Foundation. Learn about this life-changing opportunity. Visit imfab.ca. I'm Miles Marcus, 610 CKTB. Time saver traffic next in 15 minutes. If your dog could talk, they'd be telling you all about the incredible deals happening right now at Pet Food Outlet. They'd say something like, the food prices are so low, the competition is howling. Your dog would also mention the selection of sweaters, coats, and boots, the pet-friendly ice melt, warm beds, and reflective collars. Everyone at Pet Food Outlet wants you to stay safe and healthy. But if you do need pet food, Pet Food Outlet has sufficient stock to meet your needs. 824 Ontario Road in Welland, 905-735-PETS. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at mainewestvet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. Being a doctor takes work. Being a mentor. You are not very good at your jobs, and I'm not very good at teaching you. Take some learning. Get into a new episode of The Good Doctor, tonight at 10, only on CTV. Then stream anytime. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center is celebrating their fifth anniversary, and they're offering 5% off all services and products for the month of February. That means 5% off all physiotherapy services, fitness, swimming, and products, including FitPot exercise equipment, help em up harnesses, Muttluck boots, and Glucobite supplements. Call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center to book your appointment or for further information. 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. I'm Dave McMahon. I'm here with comedian Tom Papa, and we're talking dogs. And Tom's got a couple of dogs, Labrador Retriever, and he has a pug. And a pug. Hey, Meet Tom. Frank. I was, I was, yeah, Frank. Pub the, pug the Frank. Frank the Pug. <laughs> uh, how did you d- d- name him? Like, is he named after a, a friend? Your daughter named him? Or what happened with that? He came with the name oh, he from came the rescue the shelter. Yeah. Okay. And they named him after uh, the pug in Men in Black. Ah, okay. But he, his name suits him. Yes, absolutely. And I yeah, like right? the name. I like it sounds it's fun to talk to him with that name it sounds like you're talking to like a a guy from the 50s or something it's like yeah. when he when he walks away you're like oh come on frank what do you got to be like that frank <laughs> frank <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he, he's, he's a character now does does frank ha- ever ha- wear a coat or a t-shirt or do you put clothing on your dog or do you believe in putting clothing on your dog um i do not but this Technically, is not my dog. This Your is daughter. my daughter's dog, and yes. she loves it. And uh, she says that he is—he's uh, uh, gender fluid, 
Sometimes okay. he's dressed. Sometimes she dresses him up uh, like a like a lady going yeah. to church with a big bonnet and a wow. shawl. Sometimes he's in a top hat like a gentleman. He's had he got dressed up for New Year's Eve. He has a little cowboy hat. Wow. He, he uh, it only rains here about three times a year, and he has a raincoat, which is pretty <laughs> funny. And last <laughs> night he was uh, he was running around. He has she got him a. It's like a cowboy, a stuffed cowboy yeah. who rides on his back. So you strap it on, and as he runs around, it looks like a cowboy's riding. <laughs> and, he, and he's cool with that right now. He's okay with yeah, that? it's amazing. Like the the lab is not having it. She does. She doesn't like even a bandana around her neck. But Frank, you could do anything to him, and he just he just looks at you. Right now, the lab's name again is what is the lab? Bella. Name? Bella. Yeah, and you call her. She came with that name as well, or you named her. Uh, we named her Bella. We named her Bella. Yeah, she's doing of, well. We had a lot of bees in the in the house, and uh, yeah, she's doing great. She's doing all right. She's a little bit of a, gets along well with Frank, like likes to play, likes to always play tug with Frank, and they run around with each other. And yeah, there's a little jealousy stuff that we're trying to keep tabs on and make sure that Bella is is uh, eats first and goes out of the door first and. Because she's sensitive, she's just a lot more sensitive. And Frank is pushy. He's a, he wants he'll he'll take any inch you give him. Yeah, yeah. Give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, pushy yeah. little thing. Yeah, pushy little guy. Yeah. Um, my clients wanted to know: Do you have crates for your dogs? Do your dogs sleep in your in like? Does he sleep in your daughter's bed, for instance, or do they have their own crates? Yeah, they both have crates. Bella has been sleeping in her crate forever, and I think she likes it because she, she kind of calms down, doesn't hear the people on the sidewalk, and at night she just goes in there. That's the only time. Other than that, she's she's good to be wherever in the house. Yeah. And she uh, and and Frank has a crate in my daughter's room, but he sleeps in her bed with her, and he only is in the crate when we go out to uh okay. and all leave the house at once because of his pee problem so we're i'm there. happy that you're creating him as a means of prevention of urination and defecation okay good i think that's terrific you know okay. and and is he having any accidents in the crate as of yet like as of lately no no he's he's good in the crate he's not happy in the crate he, he yells and barks and we put a we put a little uh podcast on or something to keep him company yeah. when we leave um you know, there's no choice. It's just like you can't let him just roam the house. No, no, you have to, to, to keep him safe and you have to prevent him from urinating or defecating. Because if you let him roam, roam the house and he has an accident, you're inadvertently teaching him that it's A-OK -okay to do that. Right, right. That, that, that's the whole thing. Um, do you cook for the dogs or do they eat a kibble diet or, or do you feed raw? What's going on with the food situation? Uh, they both are on kibble uh, but Frank also has this uh, this canned stuff for urinary stuff. Oh, he yeah. had he had some bladder stones when he first showed up, and we thought that might have been part of the pee problem. So we want to make sure that he doesn't redevelop those. He was able to get rid of them naturally uh, without any surgeries, which was great. So he gets a little scoop of that with his kibble. Oh, very nice, very good. You feed them twice a day, do you? Twice a day, once once in the morning, like around eight, and then pr probably around five in the afternoon. Do you feed them separately? Is there any competition or aggression toward the food? Yeah, um, 
Uh, Belle is a little food aggressive, so we just make sure we put her food down first, and then we yeah. feed Frank around the corner. Yeah, prevention. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's and funny you, because he's food aggressive, and they also, but one of the games that she likes to play, if Bella gets a bone, she likes to tease Frank with it. <laughs> and Frank goes crazy, wants to bark and bark and bark, and Bella just like runs. She's very, uh, she likes driving Frank crazy with her bones, but she doesn't get aggressive about the bones. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when Frank is in the crate, Tom, does Bella get to parade around? Uh, like, for instance, if you leave and you kennel Frank, does the other dog get to parade around loose? Yeah, but upstairs. They're not Different Frank can't, Yeah, Frank can't see okay. what she's up. So it's not an antagonistic sort of uh, yeah. thing that's transpiring because she can't see. Okay, good. Good. As long as Frank doesn't listen to this radio show, he'll never know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, I was going to give you a tip about helping Frank cope better in the crate. Mm. I'm sure you've heard of these toys that the dogs love called the Kong toys. Have you heard of them, Tom? Yeah. And, you know, YouTube channel, I'm sure you're aware of this already. YouTube channel has an amazing uh, Kong to or Kong toy has a great YouTube channel. All kinds of 101 ways to stuff your Kong. Oh. Okay. The almond butter, the peanut butter, the, the yogurt, the banana, the pear. And what I do is I freeze it for eight hours and then I give them this Kong toy in their crate. So they start to associate through repetition. Oh, this is fun to go in the crate because I get my frozen Kong sickle. Oh, but, that's a great idea. All but right, I I'll always try that. freeze it. Try that, Tom. I freeze it for eight hours. Sometimes use almond butter and, and uh, sliced apple, peel the apple. Sometimes go with um, some uh, peanut butter and, and pear. Right and chop it up and then and then freeze that and he he only gets that when he goes in the crate so he starts to look forward to going into the crate and it'll help him uh, emotionally. Right, very clever. All right, I'll do it. Is there any confusion with the with giving the treats at other times if we're using it for uh, peeing outside? Like no. if he does something good inside, can we still give him a treat? Still give him a treat uh, uh, when, when he pees or defecates outside, but give him a small treat, like a little liver treat or something that he can devour within a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, because if you give him something that takes a while to chew, by the time they're done chewing, they forget what the hell the treat was for. Right, right, right. Because they're just living in the moment, eh? So you give right. them something the size of a, a nickel. Like there's a there's a treat uh, called Zooks that they sell everywhere all over the U.S. and Canada and and zooks are just little pellets. They have salmon zooks and peanut butter zooks, and they're terrific. And you just give him a little one of those, and he can devour that very quickly. But I wanted to tell you something, and I'm not implying that you or your family has done this, Tom, mm -hmm. but I had a client who was trying to housebreak his little dog. And when the dog would defecate or urinate, he would scold the dog and grab the scruff of the neck and bad boy, like didn't abuse him, but just gave him heck, right? Yeah. So, uh, when the guy would drive up north to his cottage, right, he mm -hmm. would uh, stop a few times to pull over to the side of the road to let his little dog out to see if it would go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, uh, it was a seven-hour drive from his home to the cottage up north, and the dog never once urinated or defecated during these several opportunities that it was provided with. Uh, but when he got to the cottage... And he let the dog in the cottage. The dog would go and hide and urinate and defecate. He said, David, mm -hmm. David McMahon, call me back. I got to figure this out. It's driving us nuts. He had ample opportunity to do it. 
why is he going to hide to Peter Pooh? I said, I tell you, he's afraid to relieve himself in front of you. And uh. this is what happens. So, so how this correlates into everyone's situation, if we happen to punish a dog when we catch them defecating or urinating, now the problem is when we take them outside on the leash and we're trying to give them opportunity to go, the dog is thinking, are you kidding? I'm not going to relieve myself in front of you so that you can right. uh, speak to me firmly or grab my scruff of my neck or something like that. Right. So that I really sense. like the... I really like the clap interrupt method and then take yeah. them out. Okay. All right. But that I really hope great. this this gets better for you, Tom. Yeah, it sounds good. Cause I mean he's really great. I mean he's really he's so lovable and fun and it's if we can solve this one problem, we'll be on easy street. Tom, talk about your books if you would. You've written a couple now? Yep, I've done uh, I have a couple books now. The newest one is You're Doing Great and Other Reasons to Stay Alive. Yeah. Which is, uh, a lot of <laughs> funny essays about uh recalibrating your life and realizing that this is pretty much as good as it gets and yeah. don't beat yourself up and uh, enjoy your life. And yeah. uh, that's going to paperback right now. And there's I also have a Netflix special of the same title. You're doing great. That's that's running right now. Yes. And the first, yes. And the first book was um, uh, your dad stole my rake and other family dilemmas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the Netflix special that's running now is You're Doing Great. You're Doing Great. And I love it. I love it, Tom. I, I've seen that one. That's yeah. your most recent Netflix special. Yeah, that's the newest one. There's yeah. another one out there uh, live in New York that's, run, that's on there too, but that's from uh, several years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're an amazingly funny man. I'm sure everybody tells you that. And you enjoy delivering the comedy and you're making so many people happy with your comedy. And the fact that you're a dog owner tells me that you're a super good person too. Oh, thank you. And they, uh, and I'm only, I'm only, I won't say I'm entirely a dog owner just for the material, but they, they do provide some good jokes. <laughs> yeah. Tom, tell our listeners about your podcast in case they haven't uh, learned of it yet. Oh yeah. I've got a great podcast. Uh, it's called breaking bread with Tom Papa. And every week we bring on people from the food world or the comedy world, and it's uh, it's just a celebration when sitting and breaking bread with people. It's food, comedy, and friendship, and uh, I'm really having a great time doing it. This week, we've got Rodney Scott on, who's this great barbecue chef out of South Carolina. Nice. And then we have uh, Sam Morell, who's a, a great comedian. So I like to combine it and get some laughs in there and get some good tips and some good, I just believe that life should be celebrated and laughter and food are some of my favorite things. So I just figured I'd stuff them all into one podcast. I love it. Tom, thanks for joining me on Dog Talk. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. This was great. Let's check in again in a couple of months. I'll give you a progress report. Please do, Tom. Thanks. All right. Take care. Thank you, Tom. Tom Papa, everyone. Comedian Tom Papa. Check him out. Check out his Netflix stand-up comedy specials amazingly funny guy we'll take a short break when we come back we're going to talk about charcuterie boards that's right charcuterie boards i call them munchie platters well we'll be talking about that right after this days when the rains came down in the hollow 
Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at Niagara Falls Animal Hospital.com. Well, some great news on the Toronto-bound QW at Thoroldstone Road. All lanes have now reopened following a crash. The on-ramp from Thoroldstone is also open, so things are easing off there and certainly across all the other major routes in the region. Not so much of the border, however. On the Peace Bridge, it's a 20-minute delay for trucks to the States. Have you heard of the Fit Active Beautiful Foundation? Learn how running teaches and inspires girls in Hamilton to set goals and dream big. Visit imfab.ca. I'm Miles Marcus, 610 CKTB, Tom Silver Traffic. Hi, Sam Bale here with Socks for Change and Penn Financial. Let's make magic together. When you stop into Niagara Avondale stores for your essentials, buy a paper sock with your name on it for $2, and voila! It magically turns into a real-life wool sock that we donate for you to our neighbors in Niagara. Your $2 with Avondale will warm thousands of feet, and as we all know, warm feet are magical. Visit SocksForChange.ca. If your dog could talk, they'd be telling you all about the incredible deals happening right now at Pet Food Outlet. They'd say something like, the food prices are so low, the competition is howling. Your dog would also mention the selection of sweaters, coats, and boots, the pet-friendly ice melt, warm beds, and reflective collars. Everyone at Pet Food Outlet wants you to stay safe and healthy. But if you do need pet food, Pet Food Outlet has sufficient stock to meet your needs. 824 Ontario Road in Welland, 905-735-PETS. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at Niagara Falls Animal Hospital.com. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Now, more Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Sure glad you could be here with us tonight. It was a lot of fun chatting with comedian Tom Papa. Check out his uh, comedy Netflix specials he's a stand-up uh, comic uh just such a funny guy and great to have on my show we'll check in with him in a couple of months find out how his uh dog frank is doing with the housebreaking situation so i wanted to talk a little bit about my business called the dave mcmahon dog academy you can visit the website which is dave mcmahon.ca so it's dave m c m a h o n And the phone number for the Dave McMahon Dog Academy is pretty easy. It's 289-687-0505. That's 289-687-0505. You could text that number or call 289-687-0505. We open again. We reopen after being closed for uh, 
uh, COVID-19. We open uh, tomorrow with our uh, dog obedience classes resuming. We have novice, intermediate, off-leash, advanced training. We do group classes. We do private lessons. We do consultations. We do one-year memberships, and we do board and train programs where your dog comes to live with us and stay with us, and we train the dog for you. And then we include uh, in the tail end of the board and train to kind of wrap that up. We include uh, individual instruction for you. And sometimes we include group classes so we can negotiate either group classes or some private lessons for you upon completion of the board and train program where you send your dog to us for training. Yeah. So the Dave McMahon Dog Academy website, once, once again, is just Dave McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-O-N, CA. And the new time for the Dog Talk Radio Show is 6.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Monday night, 6.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are live Facebook Watch. You can still listen to us on the radio or directly from the radio station's website, which is 610cktv.com. And as I mentioned earlier in the program, all the shows are podcasted, and you can go to the radio station's website to listen to past episodes of the Dog Talk radio show. You can also catch Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Um, so that's enough about me. How many of you enjoy food? Food on a board, a platter, a munchy platter. That's what I call it. Charcuterie boards are big time. There's a lot of businesses out there making charcuterie boards. And you can order different charcuterie boards. If you're having a party, if you're having friends, like eventually you'll be able to have friends over at your house again. It's just a matter of time, right? Once we get through some of these color levels with the COVID-19 stuff. Well, there is a lady that I'm going to bring out next. Her name is Lauren, and she's the owner of a company called Bark Cooterie. That's right. It's called Bark Cooterie. Please say hello to Lauren from Bark Cooterie. Hello, Dave. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my pleasure. I wanted to send a shout out to a couple of people. I wanted to send a shout out to Mr. Sam Morella, city councillor for Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Sam Morella told me about Lauren and right away told me about the uh, charcuterie boards that you make for dogs. And your company is called Bark Cooterie. Yes, yeah. I have to say thank you to Sam for getting me into contact with you. Yeah, Sam is great at putting people together. I also want to send a shout out to my good friend, Mr. Ray Booten, who's listening tonight. Hello, Ray, and thanks for listening. Uh, okay, so tell us about your company, Barcuterie. Yeah, so my company is Barcuterie by Bo. Um, I essentially make charcuterie boxes for dogs. Uh, like you said before, charcuteries are like really popular for humans. And I just thought, why can't dogs enjoy something like this? And owners can enjoy buying these boxes for their dogs. So this is an example of a box that I make. Okay. That's very nice. Yeah, I have it all wrapped up in personalized labels here. Uh, I can show you inside of the box. I have an assortment of treats. I have, let's see right here. I have a prosciutto bone, pig ears, chicken feet, and beef jerky, and cheese. 
So yeah, just an assortment of treats for their dogs. I also do uh, for small breeds and large breed dogs, I do different treats for them as well. Now, um, are people allowed to choose uh, a certain combo or pick the treats? Do you have different yeah, packages? Sure. Tell us about that. Yeah, you can definitely customize your box to whatever they want. Uh, I know some dogs can be a little picky than others, so you can choose yeah. the treats they like, and I can definitely do that for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, what might we be paying for a charcuterie board with all these beautiful dog treats? What would the price range in? So for the box I just showed you, it's a 10 by 10. So those cost $35. And um, I also do birthday boxes. There's just one substitution. It's a birthday biscuit. Very nice. Now, for those that are just joining us, I'm speaking with Lauren. She's from a company called Bark Couterie and specializes in doing charcuterie boards for dogs. And it was my uh, my client and good friend Sam Morella from Hamilton City Councilor that uh, put me in contact with Lauren. And I appreciate that because Sam got a charcuterie board for his Rottweilers and they really love them. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about the delivery? Like how far will you deliver? Are you yourself based out of the Hamilton or more Stony Creek area? No. Yeah. In Hamilton, I do uh, free delivery, but I know you are located in Niagara. So if I'm getting a big sum of orders out there, I'm definitely willing to make trips out to Niagara weekly, but there definitely will be a fee attached to that. Great. Yeah, no, that's understandable. What inspired you to get involved in launching a charcuterie business, uh, especially designed for dogs? What inspired you to do that? Yeah, so Barcuterie by Bo. Bo is my uh, six-month-old red retriever. We just got him during this uh, COVID pandemic. And yeah, he's been definitely my mo main uh, motivation to do this. He tries all the treats, loves them all. And yeah, it's been good so far. Well, that's excellent. That's really, really good. And you've always been a dog lover yourself. I have, yes, always. How long has Barcuterie been up and operating? Only, I'd say, about a month now. It's definitely really new, yeah. But I've been really happy and with all the support I've received so far. Very, very good. Is there anyone specific you want to send a shout out to or anyone specific you want to thank? So, yeah, I do want to thank Sam for getting me in contact with you. It's definitely awesome to have me on here. And yeah, definitely a uh, bow. I want to give a shout out to Bo too. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, because Bo is the inspiration. He's my main inspiration, yeah. Very nice. And so is there a, a Facebook page, business page on Facebook or Instagram or any uh, anything you'd like to share with us? Yeah, so I do have an Instagram page. It is bark, B-A-R-K dot U-T-E-R-I-E. And then you can also follow me on Facebook. I have a page on there. It's just at Barcuterie. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Well, listen, I wish you the best of success with your Barcuterie business. And I can tell you're an awesome person. And I think what you're doing is terrific. It's very, very, very cool. Thank you so much, Dave. You're very welcome. And thanks for joining us on Dog Talk. Take care. Take care, Lauren. Lauren from Barcuterie, specializing in making charcuterie boxes for dogs. How cool is that? Once again, I want to acknowledge the sponsors of the Dog Talk radio show. We have the Pet Food Outlet, located in Welland, Ontario, the Rose City. We have Maine West 
Animal Hospital, also located in the Rose City of Welland. We have the Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital located in Niagara Falls, which was once known as the honeymoon capital of the world. Not sure if they still have that uh, bragging rights for that. And of course, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, which is located in the Garden City of St. Catharines, Ontario. Please support our sponsors. Uh, without our sponsors, the program wouldn't be possible. And without you, the listener, the program wouldn't be possible. Uh, I also want to thank my awesome producer, Mr. Greg Campagna. He does an amazing job every single week taking care of all the technical division of the Dog Talk radio show. So remember, if you ever miss an episode of Dog Talk, go to the radio station's website, which is www.610cktb.com. 610cktb.com, because all of the past episodes of Dog Talk are available there. Plus, as you heard me talk about earlier, maybe you didn't, uh, Spotify, the Dog Talk with Dave McMahon is on Spotify. It's on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Podcasts. So you can always listen to the show. But the live Facebook watch, this live Facebook watch that we've been doing now for quite a few weeks, we have gained so much more audience and people are really giving me positive feedback, telling me how much they're enjoying watching the show, not just listening to the show, but seeing the live video. It's much more engaging and watching the show. And a shout out to uh, to all of my uh, uh, trainers and to all of uh, the people that support us listening to Dog Talk. Please, um, I appreciate you recommending to your friends to listen to Dog Talk. But please remind people that Dog Talk is now Monday nights live online and live to air at 610 p.m. For many years, we were at 7.05 p.m. on Mondays. Now we're live to air 610 p.m. on 610 CKTB and of course live as a Facebook watch. Remember, we are open at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. We have dog obedience classes starting every single month. We post the start dates of the dog obedience classes on the Dave McMahon Dog Academy website. The website, once again, for Dave McMahon Dog Training located in Niagara Falls is Dave McMahon ca so www.davemcmahon.ca and you can call or text me anytime and i'll give that number again 289-687-0505 that's 289-687-0505 and we only have a couple of minutes left so i just want to reiterate on some of the services that we provide at my dog training academy we have the group obedience classes for puppies and adults. We teach you how to train the dog. We have a large uh, indoor facility that's heated. We have plenty of parking. We have outdoor fenced-in areas in the better weather. Uh, we train outdoors. And like I said, we have fenced-in areas. And uh, we have the private lessons. We specialize in behavior modification. We specialize in rehabilitating dogs with behavioral problems. So we are rehabilitating dogs that are under-socialized, dogs that have been abused, dogs that are very aggressive. So we do one-on-one -on -one personalized private lessons at the Academy in Niagara Falls. We also do the one-year membership program, but you have to take the 10-week novice obedience course. You have to pass the test. 
then you can come into a one-year membership, which is loads of fun. This means you can come multiple times per week and partake in the one-year membership. So for more information on the group obedience classes, the private lessons, own, we do consultations as well, teaching you how to resolve your dog's behavior problems. You can call me anytime or text me. I'll give the number again, 289 687 0505. That's 289 687 0505. And the website, once again, for Dave McMahon Dog Training is Dave McMahon, M C M A H O N dot C A. I'm on Instagram and we're on YouTube. We have a lot of YouTube videos showing samples of our training. And you can go to Google and read the reviews from people that have taken obedience classes from me. We have hundreds of reviews on Google from hundreds of people that took classes and they are really happy with the results. So check us out, Dave McMahon Dog Academy on Google. Read the reviews. And we have a Facebook business page, Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. I couldn't think of anything else to call the school when I first started the school. Right? So I figured I'd go with my name, Dave McMahon's Dog Academy. Check out our Facebook business page called Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. That's enough about me. I've enjoyed being here with you guys tonight. Thanks for listening. It was a blast having Lauren from Barcuterie. It was so much fun having Tom Papa on the show and giving him some housebreaking tips that he can work with with his dog. Thanks again to our awesome producer, Mr. Greg Campagna. Thanks to 610 CKTB and everyone. Good night, everybody. I'm Dave and talk to you next week. See you later.